Welcome to the Dynasty Football Dominators Podcast with your hosts, Jake and Andrew. Okay, I was gone for a minute, but I'm back now. Sit the fuck back down. Sit like everybody now, they Hollywood. Oh, it's like that now. I'ma show you motherfuckers how to act now. I'ma show them how to act. I'ma show you. Show you so I guess we'll just start with like some whatever news. I mean, we haven't recorded since like August. There's um, a lot of news since we'll August. Kind of just go from there. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, the whole fucking season. August 27th. Um, we'll just start there. You want to? We're gonna do what a 12 hour show. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds okay. good to me, dude. <laughs> no, I really don't think there's been any big news here lately besides your Pelicans getting the number one overall pick. Which dude, I'm what the about. fuck? <laughs> What the fuck? I'm very happy. I don't know if that means we're keeping Davis, but uh, I just got an update. Cool. Said he still wants to be traded, so I don't know. So how that maybe works. they get like the fourth pick from the Lakers, third pick from the Knicks, something like that. Probably a lot of players. Probably. Um, I don't know. Yeah, dude. We'll just wing it at the beginning and then just kind of move into the rookies. We can talk about our leagues last year or something for a little bit. Sounds good. We can talk about like Denarius going full ham and. Yeah. yeah. You watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, I'm down for that. Oh, do I watch Game of Thrones? Okay, I, I, I feel Game like every 20 to 38-year-old <laughs> watches Game of Thrones, so I don't even know why that has to be a question in society today. Anyways, yeah. let's get yeah. into the rookies. Um, so right. what are we doing? Are we going to do like three guys we're hot on and three guys we're cold on? Yeah, man, I'm down for that. Okay, go ahead. Get us go started. There. Get us started with uh, one of your hot guys. So... I was going to pick, like, guys who were under the radar, you know, like second or third rounders, but I figured I would just start at the top with a guy that I know both of us love, and that's Mr. Paris Campbell. Yes. And I could tell you that he had, like, 90 catches and 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns, and he runs a 4-3. But all you really need to know is that he plays with Andrew Luck, and that's why I love him for that reason alone. Speed, talent, and great quarterback makes me want him a lot. Yeah, this is very true. Obviously, he was one of my favorite guys coming into the draft because I'm a big Ohio State fan. But like you said, landing spot is key. And not only is he a great talent, but he also went to a great landing spot. So what's not to love about Paris Campbell? What's the highest you're willing to take him? <clears throat> Honestly, I would probably take him – Assuming on, I didn't need a running back, I'd probably take him at like 107. Yeah. I like him as much as I like A.J. Brown, so about wherever he's going. Um, would just depend on my team need, but I love Paris Campbell. and I would take him up there, but I mean, he goes late first. I mean, pretty much consistently, even early second in some leagues, so I love his value. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my first hot guy is going to be Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't think you really like this pick, but I'm going to tell you why I do like it. So, first of all, kind of like your Andrew Luck comparison with Campbell, Deontay Johnson mm-hmm. has Big Ben throwing him the ball. And I don't know, but a guy, I'm pretty sure they lost a wide receiver this year. Um, I don't know. Anyways, but the targets are going to be there for him. Not saying he's going to get them all. Um, but, I mean, he's outside right. the top 12 wide receivers being drafted right now, so you can get him, like, late third round in most drafts. So I'm just willing to take the shot with him. Um, that being said, I do like James Washington, too. One of those 
one of those guys is going to step into that role. I think not, you know, Antonio Brown, but to some degree, like they're going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, I agree. And at first when we had the show doc, I had him on my cold list and then I changed my mind because I'm not oh, that you, in love with James, James Washington. I, just I did. <laughs> I like James Washington a lot last year, but I think he and your guy Deontay probably have an equal chance to take over for that, that random guy that left their team. And their hit rate on wide receivers has been pretty impressive. Yep. So, I mean, I can't hate on it, especially in the third round. When I saw where he was going in the draft, that, that made me take him off the cold list. Um, he's got a shot, man. Exactly. That's for sure. That's all you're looking for in the third round, though, is just, just a shot. Absolutely. So, my second guy that I'm hot on is, uh, is Daryl Henderson, dude. He was one of my favorite running backs. I, I, pro- I think I had him at like three early in the draft process, but obviously fit makes him slide down the board a little bit. But uh, with everything going on with Todd Gurley and everything that Sean McVay does with running backs, even out of shape ones like C.J. Anderson, I just it's the appeal of that offense that makes me want Daryl Henderson. He's really talented, and even if Gurley's fine, they're going to give him a little break this year, I expect. Uh, I saw an article – about Daryl Henderson potentially being used like Kamara, and I could see something like that, getting that third down work at first and seeing where it goes from there. He's, he's a pretty exciting player. See, I, I could see that. <clears throat> I could see a world where he's relevant even with Gurley. Um, I'm on the side that thinks Gurley's fine. Not completely fine, but yeah. you know what I mean. People are freaking out. Like, chill out about Gurley. Like, don't sell him for a 2021st or anything crazy. Um, but oh, Daryl Henderson is – He's being drafted as the RB4 right now, and I just think that's a little bit too high. So he's actually on my cold list. Like, I mean, I guess I get it if you're the girly owner to draft him that high, but if you're not, there's just other – not running backs per se, but there's just a lot of other people that I want over him um, where he's being drafted right now. Yeah, I, I agree with the other players, but if you're just talking strictly running backs, I mean, after you get past Montgomery and Sanders and obviously Jacobs, it's pretty wide open. Yeah, that's... Damian Harris has guys in the way. Uh, I like the Singletary, but who knows what's going to happen up there. I mean, there's like four people in that room right now. Um, Justice Hill obviously has people. Everybody has people in front of them, so it's kind of like you look at their, their talent and go from there and the offense. That's kind of why I like them, but I get the hesitation for sure. Yeah, speaking of running backs behind other guys, that's my next hot running back I have on Segway. here. Segway. Yeah, did you like that? That was nice, wasn't it? Very nice. Um, I've got Alexander, Alexander Mattinson. Um, so I like it. He was drafted to the Minnesota Vikings. Um, he's currently being drafted as the running back nine. Um, Crazy. Yeah, that, that's, that's way too low right now. Um, the Vikings spit a third-round pick on him. So they obviously think pretty highly of him, and they just lost Latavius Murray. So there's work in that offense even with Dalvin Cook. And speaking of what you said about Henderson, I want a guy who not only is a handcuff, but a guy who I can use possibly in my flex. Right. And I think Mattinson can be that guy. It's, there's a lot of similarities, actually, between him and Henderson when you think about injury-prone backs in front of him I won't call Gurley injury prone but he's obviously hurt right now and then obviously Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. is injury prone so that gives out that gives Madison a lot of appeal he's he's going way too late 
that's a guy I really like in that late second round. Um, consistently, he's available there. I mean, pretty much every draft. Benny Snell, like you got on the show, Doc. Benny Snell goes ahead of him, and we'll be talking about him later. Yuck. Yeah. Benny Snell, am I right? Snell, yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> who you got next? So my my third hot rookie is a is a combo. Um, That's a wild. It's Hollywood Brown. Yeah, it's it's a wild on my show, dog dog. <laughs> Hollywood Brown, first receiver off the board in the actual NFL draft. Super fast. Lamar Jackson, who we both love, is obviously not the most accurate guy in the world, but one thing he can do is throw it deep. And with that run game, that play action, there's going to be opportunities, man, for some big plays for him. And then I, I like Miles Boykin, too, just for the simple fact that he's just a freak of an athlete. And there's so many holes in that wide receiver core. I mean, they're probably going to start from day one along with Willie Sneed. I mean, it's gross up there. So just opportunity alone makes me like them. And Boykin goes middle of the third round, which for what he could be to me is a great value. Yeah, the only reason why I don't like them – um, along with you can lump Justice Hill in there with them, um, is just because of the awful offense that you're speaking of. Um, but I mean that's not their fault. Like they could come in and you know turn that around. But this is an offense that you know they tied for 20th in touchdowns per game last year. Like they were bad. Even with Lamar Jackson, they still didn't score a lot of touchdowns. Um, it's just not the style of play that they have. They still win games, but it's more of like a defensive struggle than, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs or Los Angeles Rams putting up a bunch of touchdowns. That's very true, but I, I do expect a lot of improvement from Lamar having having a camp as the starter, you know, them expanding the playbook around him a little bit more. I think we could see some – it's going to be better than it was last year. Obviously, last year was oh, pretty underwhelming. Yeah. But just there's opportunity there. Uh, there's – there's no competition in that wide receiver room. And speaking of Justice Hill, uh, I would like to talk about him because I know he's on your cold list. But uh, I know we got one more on your hot list, but that we'll start with Justice after that. You want to go ahead and talk about Justice? I kind of said why I was cold on him. So why do you like just Justice? The offense. It's, it's, it's pretty much just the offense, the fact that Mark Ingram's there. Um, I guess it's more of a short-term thing that I don't like about Justice Hill, but – along the lines of I believed in Kenneth Dixon and I've already been hurt by one Ravens Yikes. running back, so why I can't put myself through that again. Yeah, Kenneth Dixon is a cautionary tale, but Justice Hill is he's just really fucking fast. I mean he's one of the best athletes in the draft. Uh, they run the ball so much. I know Mark Ingram's a really good back, but he's not he's not gonna get all the carries. They like to to share the ball up there a little bit. So I think he could have some passing down work early. And uh, if anything happens to Mark, I mean, that is the number one rushing offense in the league. So just his potential opportunity makes me like him. Again, that late second round range, it gets kind of gross back there anyway, so I'm good with him. Yeah, see, this was a really weird draft class for me because coming into this episode, honestly, I don't think that I really loved any one player or hated any one player. But after realizing that Justice Hill is really fucking fast – I might. He's moving up my like just the way that you put that. You really sold me on. I don't know why. He's really fucking fast. <laughs> like like for some, it just really fast. With me. Like you really believe in him, and now I believe in him, and I don't want to do that. Um, it, going player profiler. Just type in Justice Hill. You'll see what I mean. Uh, moving on to my last. I have two. Two. I, I cheated. 
Um, we'll go through these quick. Number one is going to be JJ or Sega Whiteside. Did I say that right? Close enough, dog. I know who you're talking about. Okay, I I love him, first of all. So if you don't know who I'm talking about, he's um, the wide receiver from Stanford, drafted in the second round by the Philadelphia Eagles. So he's one of those guys this year that I'm targeting and I'm holding or mm-hmm. that I'm going to look to acquire midway through the season because he doesn't produce like Absolutely. I don't, I don't know if people are going to think that he's actually going to – I'm not expecting him to do anything at least the first eight weeks, maybe not even all year. I'm looking at him as more of like a Chris Godwin. <clears throat> like, you know, his value's pretty high right now, but it's going to plummet. But if you hold on to him, I think in two or three years, this guy's going to be a stud after Alshon's gone. Um, maybe even Nelson Aguilar will be gone. And you got a young quarterback in Carson Wentz, a great offensive mind. I love this guy for the long term. I like him a lot. It just says the Alshon replacement. And if you look at if you look at who's in their wide receiver room, mainly I'm talking about Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey, that is not exactly a picture of health. Yeah. So you could definitely see, like you said, Chris Godwin really did nothing until at the very end he got a little burn in those last couple games just to show you what he could do. We could see something like that with J.J. I love him in that second round, man, just for what he offers. He's t- potentially tied to Wentz and Alshon's an aging receiver who's, like we said, pretty injury-prone. So I like that pick. Why is Deshaun Jackson holding all these young studs back? Like, it's just he what did he it does, with Godwin, man. now he's doing it with – what the heck? Um, the last guy on my hot list is going to be Daniel Jones. You love Daniel that's Jones. All that's all I'm going to – I don't want to love him. Y'all are <laughs> making me love him because I'm getting him in, like, the mid-second. He was taking six overall, people – like, uh, yeah. If if you're taking sixth overall as a quarterback, you're gonna play. I Jake mean, Locker went tenth overall, didn't he? Yeah, but that was 2011. When's the last <laughs> quarterback before him? Like after that, after Jake Locker, who's the last top ten quarterback who busted in the NFL? Mm. I, like they're all they've all been stunned since then. When, when did Gabbert get drafted? Around I think he time? was. Yeah, he was. He was like sixteenth though. Wasn't it? Did he get drafted in the top 10? I'm pretty sure he was top 10, but I, I don't know. Um, I can't think hey, of one I, off the I, top, man. I got, a, I got a list right here. 2018, we got Baker and <laughs> Sam Darnold and Josh Allen, so they're all good. 2017, uh-huh. Mitch Trubisky and Pat Mahomes. Mm, that's okay. Uh, 2016, Jared Goff, Carson Wentz. Pretty good. good. 15, Winston, Mariota. Good. Yeah. Oh, there, there it is. Blake Bortles was one. I was, one, I was three. wondering. But, I thought but about even Bortles, Blake Bortles was fantasy it relevant went to an AFC for a championship bit. game too. Exactly. I, all I'm wanting is fantasy relevance. And at mid to late second round, give me Daniel Jones all day. Man, I yeah, just made a, get the chance to play. I went way too far into making an argument for Daniel Jones. I think I. You love Daniel I Jones. I, I think I do love. Him. I'm gonna have to go tell my wife. I don't hate him. I mean, it's just you know, it's a gross pick in the actual it is, it's draft, gross. but. It's gross, but in, in Superflex value is not. Yeah, exactly. Superflex dynasty rookie drafts make the make the gross pick. Make it. Who we get into these uh, other cold players that we got here? Besides uh, Justice yeah. Hill. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's get into the other so, cold ones. I'll get us started with somebody that I don't hate, but he's getting a lot of hype based on what I just think is his speed, and um, that's Andy Isabella, and. All I really put on the show, Doc, is my only opinion of him. I feel like he's probably going to be like a Ryan Switzer type 
And I love Christian Kirk. We both love Hakeem Butler. And I know that still leaves potentially him his role in the slot. Um, but I'm just not a big believer, man. I know a lot of people love the guy, but there's something about him that I'm not I'm not vibing with. Yeah, there's there's nothing really that jumps out. It's just fast. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he's he's okay. I I own him in a couple of places, but I'm I'm not hot or cold on him. He's kind of just one of those guys. There's a lot of mouths to feed exactly. for, in Arizona, so I do want some shares of all those guys because I guarantee you, you know, two of those guys are going to be fantasy relevant for a long time, and I have no idea which two of them are going to be. So oh, you know, you know. Well, probably. Hakeem the Dream. <laughs> and Christian Kirk, right. I love Christian Kirk, dude. Okay, I me love too, him. Me too. Me too. So we already went through two of my cold guys, so we'll just skip over those. Daryl Henderson and Justice Hill. Um, we'll go with another one of yours. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Montgomery. What do you think about right, him? Let's talk about him. So I don't hate the player himself. I think he's I a, a, a pretty solid. He's okay. I, I mean, I heard about him being like the RB1 way back in the early process, like early last year. And I think that kind of quieted down a little bit, but he goes middle of the first, I mean, pretty high. But the reason why I don't like him is because of a player we both love. That's Tariq Cohen. And I just don't think Montgomery's going to get that three-down workload. I don't see it just because Tariq Cohen is too good to keep off of the field. He Matt Nagy is too smart of an offensive coach to not use a player like Tariq Cohen. So I just think that kind of caps his upside. Not that he can't be good um, because Jordan Howard obviously had some decent games with Cohen. But I just – I like Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs more um, on their potential to be three-down backs. Jacobs obviously is a three-down back. So, um, I don't know, man. I just – I think Cohen's going to cut in a little bit too much into his work. See, I still like Miles Sanders <clears throat> over him. Um, yeah, absolutely. But, but speaking of speaking of the Montgomery-Cohen situation, man, I loved Cohen last year, but I'm, I'm starting to go to the dark side. I'm, I'm starting to lean more towards Montgomery. I, I think that they brought this guy in to be – obviously they want to use two backs. And you saw what Jordan Howard did. And Cohen, Cohen had a solid season, but he was really up and down. I really I fear that Montgomery's going to cut into his passing downs because, I mean, Jordan Howard couldn't catch anything. So he has to be better than Jordan Howard. So if he even cuts into that a little bit, I'm afraid Cohen's just going to be, you know – flex two worthy maybe as opposed to that you know high upside flex play oh yeah i, I definitely don't think cohen is going to be like anything fantastic what do you think what do you think montgomery will finish fantasy wise i think he's a top 24 running back and i think people are drafting him with the hopes that he has the upside to be like a top 12 top 15 at one okay. point and i just think that cohen i think montgomery leads it leads the committee but I think it's like a 65-35 or 60-40 type of deal instead of, you know, 75-80-plus like they're hoping for, which Jacobs will get, and ultimately one day Miles Sanders will get. I'm not sure Montgomery okay. gets there without Cohen getting out of the way. Yeah, we're on the same page, and that, that's kind of what I was leaning towards too. Um, I thought you were trying to say like he wasn't a top oh, 24 no, 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 running no. back. I was no, like no, – no. um, just temporary expectations a little bit. Yeah, yeah there's I no way it's going to be hard for him to get guy. all the work. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Now, if Cohen um, goes my, down, wheels up. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, all in. Man, that really – I just realized I have a lot of Mike Davis shares. Damn it. 
That yeah, didn't go uh, anywhere, RP. did it? Uh, anyways, um, my good, last good football guy, player, but uh, yeah, his fantasy days are probably done. <laughs> yeah, more than likely. Um, my last cool guy is uh, Nicole Hardman. He's been all the rage. I was able to snatch him up in a couple of rookie drafts before, you know, his ADP shot up to the 10th wide receiver in like two weeks. So he was like literally undrafted in rookie drafts, and then he gets drafted by the Chiefs. And someone says, you know, he compares to Tyree Kill and his – how far do you think he'll go up in rookie drafts before it's all said and done? Um, I've seen him go as high as like 103 or on Twitter. That's what I'm – like, that is – no. My personal leagues, I think the highest I've seen him go was in that draft we were just in recently where I think he went 107. That's the highest I've seen him go personally. But um, I would not take him until – the 110, 112 range probably at the earliest. And even then, I would, I would probably want to have Mahomes if I was making that pick. I mean – Or Ty- Mahomes and Tyree. Yeah, exactly. And probably make the pick. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, you know, call me stupid. I know you still do too, but we believe in Sammy Watkins. Travis Kelsey's mm-hmm. still there. Um, I know the dude You is just fast. can't give him – you just can't assume he's going to be Tyreek Hill. You can't, and That's man, what people Because are, that's, that's not like, replaceable. That's what they're doing. No. He could be Deshaun Jackson. He could be, you know, Brandon Cooks type maybe. You know, I don't know. But he's not Tyreek Hill, dude. Like, it- And the thing is, like, no one's talking about it because it's all, like, whatever. But, I mean, the Chiefs still haven't cut Tyreek Hill. No. Like, you remember what happened with Kareem Hunt? They cut his ass like that. Which to me makes like, the Chiefs I, look like a fucking joke of an organization. But that's the story. I for mean, I just don't – I don't understand what's going on. But I don't – I wouldn't be surprised if he played with the Chiefs again. Do I think he should? No, I don't. Like, we're not going to get into that. But from a fantasy aspect, like, he could still play yeah. for the Chiefs. So 2020. Imagine, yeah, like, imagine what that would do. I mean, Harmon would be pretty much useless if. So, I mean, that's wide just receiver a, handcuff that's, at that point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's just a big gamble to be taken. Uh, I was fine with it, like, early second, mid-second. That's That's cool with me, but. You're talking mid first, like there's other guys I want. Yeah, dude, I I'm completely on board with you on that one. He's uh his rise up the draft boards has been pretty weird to watch. All based Absolutely. off speed too. All speed. My last guy that I'm not really feeling this year is uh Benny Snail. As in like the snail that's really slow. <laughs> and that is pretty much why I don't like him. I mean, he's really slow and I like Jalen Samuels a lot. And obviously, I like James Conner a lot. I just don't really see. I think he's just replacing Stephen Ridley. I don't think he's really anything of significance. Yeah, I I don't like Snell at all either. As yeah, I hate Kentucky first of all. So sorry, but and even as a Steelers fan, like I don't, I just don't get it. Like I mean, we have James Conner and Jalen Samuels, like you said, maybe to replace Ridley, but I feel like we took him way too high to do that. So maybe. Maybe they 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 want there to be some competition there, but I don't know. I just feel like Jalen Samuels is a superior athlete, and then obviously, I think James Conner is locked into that RB one role. I don't get why people are moving Conner down because of this. Mm. Um, I think Conner's role is not going to change at all, no matter what happens. I think it's Jalen Samuels or Benny Snell. You know, if something happens and he beats out Jalen, but I still don't think. James Conner's hurt at all. And I don't, I don't think that's even possible for Snell to beat out Jalen Samuels for, for the role that they'll be competing for. 
which is just that third down work. There's there's no way. I mean, yeah, Jalen yeah, Samuels is a fucking anyway. former tight end. Yeah, he's an athlete. I actually I actually got a lot of Jalen Samuels on the cheap because I I would not. I mean, Connor's had a few injury problems. You know, he doesn't have a long track history in the NFL. I'm I'm buying Jalen Samuels where I can for pretty cheap. Yeah, I like that. I I don't love James Connor long term. I really don't. Me either. Um, th- Me either. This year, I, I mean, he's going to be awesome, and pr- yeah. probably next year too. But you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to trust a guy like that. Obviously, he's had a lot of stuff in his past. Um, but while he's playing, he's going to be pretty good. But Jalen Samuels is a, a really smart buy right now. He's not as expensive as he probably should be for what he could be. Absolutely. That's a, that's a Speaking, rhyme right there. It's a bar. That's it? Yeah, that's all I got right now. That's all you got? You want to spit some more? Nah, man. We'll, we'll pick that back up later. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll move to our next segment. Um, we're going to talk about rookie handcuffs. So we've already talked about one of these guys, um, Daryl Henderson. I think we've kind of talked about where you're willing to take him. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you willing to give up? for Daryl Henderson. So, you know, say you're the girly owner and you didn't draft Daryl Henderson. What are you willing to give up like future pick wise or like another running back who's comparable? I'll give up a 2022nd in that loaded class. Uh, Even if it was projected early, I'd give that up if I'm a girly owner. Um, As far as a comparable running back, it's kind of tough to value handcuffs against other handcuffs. You know what I mean? That's probably what you would be looking for as far as the trade. You, I don't think you have to give up any yeah. type of starter. I gotcha. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of, kind of like a James White type guy plus a third or something. I feel like that would be a pretty good trade if you were the girly owner. Yeah, maybe like Naheem um, Hines and a third or some yeah, one of those passing like down that. backs. Yeah, that makes sense. But definitely a twenty twenty second if I own girly or even if I don't own girly. If I just need running back help. Yeah, that's not a bad investment. If you're if you're in rebuild and you have Henderson, you gotta take that twenty twenty second. Absolutely, like that's that's a good deal for them as well. I like that. Um, Who's the next guy we got on our list? Mister Devin Singletary, who is in a pretty crowded running back room. Although I think he might get a little bit less crowded soon. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of potential there with McCoy being old. Frank Gore is Frank Gore. Um, They signed they signed T.J. Yeldon, which is interesting, but um, Singletary's got a lot of potential opportunity if McCoy gets cut, which I expect him to. I don't think McCoy's actually going to be on the Bills this year. That's my uh, prediction. I don't hate it. I I could see that happening. Um, I don't think anyone really wants to trade for him, and I think that's what they were trying to, to do, kind of hold off until they could get something out of him. Mm-hmm. But I'm with you. I think Singletary by week eight. I think he'll be the primary back there. Yeah, because we, we've uh, seen Yeldon. Yeldon's not a. He's a good player, but he's not a primary back. He's a. He's a third down back. That's what he is. Yeah, I, I like what the Bills are doing here. I, I think I like it. We both I love like Josh it. Allen too. I'm. I'm not a. I, the Bills' offense to me is not. Uh, it's not that gross. We'll see. I think there's some it's potential there. It, it is kind of gross, excited. but with an upside. It's, it's still kind of gross, but there's a lot for of boom. bills. For bills, it's it's beautiful. I think it's, Josh Allen will be good for fantasy. I, whether that translates to the Bills having a good offense, I don't know. But fantasy wise, I think the Bills will offer something for once. Absolutely, absolutely, I love it. I Everyone's really like coming along, too. Josh Allen. 
Oh, oh yeah, who's that? That's Mr. Reichwell Armstead, who backs up uh, my boy Lenny, who's been having a lot of problems down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> On um, and off the field. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another guy that's very fucking fast. And uh, I love Fournette. You know, we were doing the pod last year. I made that very clear. It's one of my favorite players ever. Probably my favorite LSU player ever. But uh, facts are the facts, man. He's really injury prone the last couple of years. His ankle has been given a lot of problems, and he's beating people up. It's just uh, I think he's got, like, one more strike. So 2020, this is – Armstead is more of a long-term play, um, although he do, he could have some potential this year. But it's just because of what's going on with Fournette, man. There's a pretty decent chance that there could be a new running back in town at some point soon. So. Yeah, I I have no faith in, in Fournette at all. So I like any other Jacksonville running back because Leonard Fournette's at least going to miss four games. So you're going to have a starting running back for four games. So I love I love Armstead. Super cheap too. Third round, oh, yeah. even fourth round in some drafts. I mean, it's Way a no-brainer. Cheap. I'm taking him over Absolutely. Benny Snell all day long. I'm taking anyone over. Benny Snell should be on the waivers. Snell like, or Miles Gaskin. Get that out of here. Miles Gaskin. Okay. Give me another one. Uh, Benny Snell or Bryce Love. Bryce Love. Give me another one. I'm trying to think of somebody really fucking gross. Benny Snell or uh, what's the guy that went to the Tampa Bay Bucks that was like undrafted? That guy. Yeah. Give me him. Bruce Anderson. That's his name. Bruce Anderson. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Bruce, Bruce Anderson, Anderson over Benny love... Snell. Heck yeah. Water bet it right now. <laughs> I kind of like Bruce Anderson. He's free. <laughs> See, exactly, and Benny Snell's not. That's what I'm saying. Take a free guy over <laughs> Benny Snell any day. That's, Speaking that's of free guys. Sleeper, Bruce Anderson. Yeah, let's do this. So, so wait, I'm not moving on to the next segment yet. Anyways, I forget what I was – oh, so free guys, right? Mm-hmm. So after your rookie draft's over, mm-hmm. what are you willing to spend on an undrafted free agent of your fab? Say your fab doesn't reset. <clears throat> Mm. If it's a guy like Bruce Anderson, probably like probably like ten bucks. If I need a running back really bad, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's potentially worth it. it. It would depend on who the guy is and obviously what my team needs. But um, there's a lot of undrafted guys this year that I think could have and some opportunity. I see what you're doing there. Speaking of Bruce Anderson, let's go into our next segment: buy yeah. or sell. Is yeah, that, you like okay, that? Okay, yeah, yeah, you like. Um, so the first <laughs> first set of it's all running backs. It's all sets of running backs. Look at that, so beautiful. Um, is. is going to be Peyton Barber, and you're gonna have to say that second name because I can't say it without throwing up. Ronald Jones. <sighs> Ugh, gross. Ronald Jones, Mr. Rojo. Give me Bruce Anderson out of all. Um, no, I actually do kind of like I actually do kind of like Peyton Barber still. Yeah, because he's fine. still really he's still really cheap, and he's the best running back in Tampa Bay. Other than Bruce, Bruce, I like Peyton obviously. Barber, dude. He's a uh, I definitely want him over Rojo, no question. For some reason, Rojo is still more expensive. Um, and I, some, I guess like, I get it. Almost, he's fast. <laughs> we almost got to right before the draft. I think everyone was set that. You know, the Buccaneers are going to draft a running back. Mm-hmm. So Rojo's stock just plummeted, and it was at an all-time low. And I was like, finally, you all see. And then after they didn't draft a running back, it's just like, buy Rojo everywhere. I love Rojo. He's going to be a stud this year. And I'm just like, ah, oh, there it is. 
there's the Rojo lovers, and I hate them. I hate yeah, them. until until McCoy gets cut and signs with the Bucks. Hey, oh, there's just so many people. There's uh, no Rojo is not going to be a thing. Like, just stop trying to make it a thing. Peyton Barber didn't do anything last year to lose being the lead back. In my, they opinion. brought him back. I know he's not a he's not really a three down back, but I mean. He did fine, and that's going to be a pass-first offense anyway. It's Bruce Arians. They're slinging the ball. Yeah. So, I mean, I get the appeal of Rojo for some people because I've seen the argument that he could be a, the pass-catching back in the Bruce Arians offense, but go back to college, go back to last year, he's, he has not shown that he nah. is a great pass-catcher, even though he, he should be with his speed and all. He's, he hasn't shown that, so I'm, I'm not – I still don't like Rojo. He's still gross. I'm not changing. Yep. Absolutely. Never change. Who's the next set of running backs we have? Buy or sell, Philip Lindsay or Royce Freeman? Well, we definitely agree on this one. You want to tell the people why? I mean, I think it's comes down to Royce Freeman's just a better athlete. And I think, you know, last year was – I mean, not really a flu. I don't want to take anything away from Philip Lindsay, but I think, you know, with the system change and everything, I think Royce Freeman is really just going to settle into that role. I think he's a, you know, prototypical three down back. And Philip Lindsay is, he's fun to watch, but I just don't think he's a long-term back in the NFL. So I'm going to tell you who Philip Lindsay reminds me of, even though they, they don't play the same way. But it kind of reminds me of Chris Thompson a couple years mm-hmm. ago when Chris Thompson had that stretch where he was like RB6 for a while. But he's just so small that he cannot sustain that the high level of play for a long period yeah. of time. And even though Philip Lindsay hasn't shown to be, you know, fucking Chris Thompson, who's always hurt, he's still very small. And there's just no need to put that type of workload on a guy like that. It would make much yeah, more not sense. Smart for their team. Exactly. Yeah. Because he's really good. Philip Lindsay's really good. Yeah. But you want to keep a guy like that healthy. Right. And you have to understand that he's small. Like, so they should utilize it. Should To me, it should be like how Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen were last year, where it's almost a 50 50 split. And if mm-hmm. if that's the case, and Royce is getting that red zone red zone work, they're go- yeah. they're going to have a better offense with Flacco, I'm pretty sure. So I mean, it, it's just the potential of him being that goal line back. And Lindsey still, I think I read he's not going to be fully healthy for OTA. So buy Royce, man. He's really cheap. He's a first down first round pick in most rookie drafts last year, and you can get him for a second. Yeah, it's it's nothing against Lindsey. He's just way too expensive, and Royce is just way too cheap. Like, you have to sell Lindsey and have to buy Royce. How many undrafted mm-hmm. running backs come out of the gates like that exactly. and then sustain yeah. it, other, yeah. other than Arian Foster? Yeah, and Zach Stacy. Oh, wait, no, never mind. He didn't really. <laughs> Look at Alex Collins or, you know, Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is nothing anymore. Like, there's two Baltimore running backs. But, like, guys that flash. Everyone for Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There's guys that flash all the time, and they just kind of go away. But I like Philip Lindsey as a player. He is really good, but his – He's way too expensive, dude, for a five eight yeah. guy. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I I pay per inch after exactly. five six. So and I'm Royce not paying. Is, Royce that is much a big boy. Him. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, you you just have to be smart where where you spend your money. Um. So last one, we're gonna go Rashad Penny and Chris Carson. So this one's tough, um, but I like Chris Carson more for some reason. Uh, Rashad Penny still goes at the same spot as Carson in startups or in a lot of cases before. And I think I'm just a believer in Chris Carson because I haven't seen anything that tells me he's not 
a really good running back. I mean, he's to me, he fits what Seattle likes to do. He's similar to Marshawn Lynch in some ways just because he's so physical, almost too physical for his own good. But um, I just like Chris Carson more. I trust him. I, I didn't see – I saw flashes from Penny, but I think he's getting a little bit of unwarranted hype right now. I don't think Carson did anything to lose his job. I made you a believer. Yeah, you did. I was I there. Um, I'm actually buying both these guys. I I think they can both, you know, sustain value in mm-hmm. fantasy. Um, Penny, man, Penny's price is so weird. It is, man. Like, it's just really up and down. I actually traded Philip Lindsay straight up for Rashad Penny a few days ago. Hmm. That's interesting. That's exactly. That's interesting. Like that's about what that's what I want to give up for him. Is I want to give up just another, like a Philip Lindsay. Like that's fine. But I'm not. I'm not paying what some of these people are. Like I'm not giving up a sure thing, um, to get someone like this because he could be no one next year. I know they spent a lot of draft capital on him, but still, Chris Carson. They did, like but said, a, he, a seventh rounder took his job. Yeah, and Chris Carson just fits that mold that Pete Carroll offense the only thing i'm concerned about is you know seattle seems to go through running backs um Mm -hmm. so i don't want him to turn into another rolls royce um just get too banged up like uh, i don't know that's the only thing that worries worries me but i mean rashad penny's injury prone as well so hopefully they just both stay healthy and can be decent cj pro size no i'm jk pro size Uh, i've given up i got excited Really? I remember whenever I paid a 2018 first for C.J. Proceis. I remember trading uh, Dalvin Cook for C.J. Proceis, uh, (laughs) Sterling Shepard, and Will Fuller. And Proceis was the meat and potatoes for me on that trade. That was like during the draft when Dalvin came out. That's what I did. Never forget. How's that taste now? Uh. Pretty, pretty, bad. pretty bad. If I didn't win that league last year, I might feel a little worse about it. <laughs> nice. There you go. That makes there up for go. it. That makes up for it. I hate you. Yeah, we could, we could, well, actually, that wasn't even your league. That was a different league. <laughs> oh, okay. I, 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 yeah. I hate you. Yeah, yeah. We haven't talked about that on the pod. You want to get into that or just leave that for another day? Uh, we'll leave that for another day. I don't want to get pissed off before I go to bed. <laughs> Talking about how I lost by point one points by a oh. team that barely made the playoffs after you know I'd averaged over two hundred points a game and never lost. Christian McCaffrey, baby, uh, what a guy! That little five yard catch at the end of the oh yeah, I'm not mad though. It's it's fine. Nah, man. At least fine. at least I went on to win. You could take a little bit. If of you would have won, if you would have won, this pod would be no more. <laughs> this pod would be no more. Speaking of which. I don't know if anyone's – we probably don't even have any listeners. But in case we do, thanks for, for coming back. Be sure and follow us at DF Dominators. Please. And he is at Dynasty Studs with a Z. I'm at Wacky Pappy. And we are not affiliated with that new shitty app that came out, even though they stole their name. Yeah, um, anything yeah. else to add? Um, I love my Saquon trade the other day. Uh, that's about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what – I said sell Saquon. And whenever I said sell Saquon, tell tell the people what you got for Saquon. Well, I got uh, that same little Christian McCaffrey who broke your heart, and mm-hmm. uh, Mike Williams, who is a guy I'm really high on this year. Wait, so so you got the 101? So you had the 101, and you pretty much got the 102, and then you got Mike Williams on top of that? Yeah. 
pretty much. Whoa. Oh, there's no way you got anything else, is there? You got I, more? I actually got uh, a 106, which turned into DK Metcalf. Ooh. So, yeah, nice. Christian McCaffrey, DK Metcalf, Mike Williams for Saquon. Uh, 304, which turned into Miles Boykin and Keelan Cole. So that's that's why you should sell Saquon. Um, if you know, if you're not freaking loaded and you really need some depth, I mean, that's what you can get for him right now. Yeah, my and team. I don't was know trash. who. I don't know who. <laughs> I don't know who bought him, but I mean, if you're if you're contending, I mean, I could see a world where you would say that he's worth that. I mean, Saquon's that type of player, but. If you have him and you're not contending, then please do yourself a favor and, and sell him because I don't think his value is ever going to be this high ever again. I'm not saying it's not going to be high, but this is the peak. This is this is peak. He plays like, for the Giants. Yeah. Like, there's so many bad things that could go wrong. I mean, it's not – just sell him, please, if you need it. If not, then, you know – Win a championship with him. Sell like, him if I'm you can get a, a package like that. I mean, if you're getting a package centered around like a lesser running back, and then just a big pile of shit, then you don't do it. But if you can get a comparable asset like McCaffrey or Kamara, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. Zeke. I mean, anything like that. Even fucking if even like Todd Gurley, if you could get a package of yeah. Todd Gurley plus, you know, Absolutely. people hate Todd Gurley right now. I mean. Then yeah, you can sell him. But I, that's a good take. If you're a contender, obviously you want Saquon on your team. But if you're like my team was, which was like the worst team in the league, um, you can rebuild in like five minutes. So give us some thought. Just like that, snap your fingers, rebuilt. Yep. But yeah, man, it's fun. It's fun to get back out here. Hopefully, we have uh, somebody listen to it. Maybe we'll find out. Um, yeah, make sure and like and review us on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, peace. Later.